Welcome to episode number 111 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson, where we run down all the big news, all the big happenings, all the big bets, all the craziness going on in this gambling industry at the Lions US, at PlayPix US. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts as well. Be sure and go in, subscribe, rate, and review. We really do appreciate that. This is going to be our betting spectacular here. So, if you are looking for all things Major League Baseball, definitely stick around for all the all of our thoughts on you know bets that we either have made, bets that we are looking to make over the next couple of days before the season gets going here, and maybe even some bets we're looking to fade as well. But Brett, let's kick things off here with some golf because uh, look, golf has been getting tons and tons of attention out there and rightfully so. I mean, look, millionaire makers over on DraftKings from a DFS side of things, lots and lots of handle because it's the only thing that's going. Got a lot of hype last week because Tiger Woods came back at the Memorial. He did not do quite so well. It was a sweat for him to even make the cut, unfortunately for me. But uh, hey, look, um, another week, another outright. It was a baby bet, a very little, a very baby bet by uh, by me. But that is three outrights of the last four tournaments. So uh, feeling feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty. Does good. it count as a win if you forgot that you placed the bet, the bet to begin with? Because if you forgot that you placed that bet. I did. I did. I did. Um, that's a, that's it, fun though when you when you look in your account and there it is. You've got a John Rom outright when he's up by. Oh, was he even up at that point? He he was in the mix. I mean, that's all you was, can really ask for. Yeah, he was in the mix, and I think one of the things that uh, the reason I I had forgotten was because I made it late Wednesday night. They had gone out. He and Finau had gone out on Wednesday and actually crushed that course in mm-hmm. like a practice round. And I was like, you know what? I don't want the FOMO of not having some John Rom in this thing. I, you know, you and I have talked about how great we think he is as a player. I mean, like really nothing to hate about this guy's game. Only 25 years old. So I didn't want to have the FOMO. I'd thrown that in there. It was a little baby bet, but hey, uh, you know, hit the outright there, made it to where the week wasn't as bad. Thank goodness I had a bunch of uh, a bunch of head to heads that hit came home because I had a massive Justin Thomas top 20 bet that did not get in. So um, that at least got me to where I was a, a small I thought it was going to be. Listen, on Thursday, the way that tournament was pacing, man, I thought I was getting absolutely destroyed. But uh, Xander Shoffley got it together. Yeah. And if you guys remember, I was all over Shoffley and uh, he, he pulled it together the last three rounds and, and won me all the head to heads that I had on him on him and actually made it a very, very small, profitable week because I hit the outright. Well, I got smoked. I shouldn't say that. I didn't get smoked. I had one DFS lineup that kind of held me together, but I was all in on Justin Rose, who looked great early. And then just collapsed. Is he just bad at golf now? Like, what is going on with Justin Rose? It is. Uh, it's pretty. I mean, I was watching with you because, you know, I mean, I thought as well, jumping on him at 50 to one was was something that we would be all over. And that just uh, did not work out, to be honest. I mean, and and yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, he's trying to make all these equipment changes and all. And, and, and we've seen a lot of times like when people start tinkering with everything there's something going on up here, you know, going on in their mind as yeah. opposed to like with their actual golf game. And, and maybe that's what's going on with Justin Rose right now. And then I had Benny Ann again. Oh, I win. Lost oh, I win again. again. I can't wait till we can party together. You're going to owe me so many drinks. It's going to be amazing. Well, that one's going to be a well drink because you had you had the plus 400 against my plus 500. So I <laughs> you got a little edge there. But even still, my guy looked pretty good on Thursday and again collapsed. 
on Friday. Yeah. I need to quit, Benny Ann. The guy and cannot putt. That said, we were right so about him, though. He he's he's running out of gas, like you he can is. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, he missed, we, they we both right missed the that. cut. Yeah. Um, and then my third guy, I had I had a lot of Fino, uh, but my other guy was Leishman, who made the cut, but again was just not not in contention ever. So I yeah, I've been struggling the past few weeks here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a uh, it, it golf's a fickle bitch, right? I mean, it's one of those things where you know I'm. I'm on a heater right now and there is a very good chance that I just get destroyed over the course of the next month. I mean, it just, the, the way that things go and we'll actually talk about the three M here in just a second before yeah. we do that though, let's talk about this John Rom thing. I mean, he did win. It did not come into play as far as him winning the tournament, but on the 16th, if you're watching, yes, John Rom is, it was, I mean, listen, it was a neck and neck there kind of coming down to the end where it looked like he was going to run away with it. And then on the 16th, he chips in and that pretty much seals the deal that he's going to win the tournament. Well, Brett, immediately after that, the, the announcing team comes on and then they start showing this replay over and over and over again. And then they slow it down into super, super slow-mo about whether or not his ball, whenever he grounded his club, moved one millionth of a millimeter and, and whatever. And they go back and they, they show it 50 different times. The announcers don't have any consensus as to whether they think whatever, like you had one guy saying like, look, it didn't improve the lie at all. It didn't even whatever. One guy saying it moved a dimple. One yeah, guy is like, so, you know, I mean like literally nobody had any clue as to what's going on here. And then you and I were, were talking about this before we started to record this podcast. And I mean, you know, what happened was, is they did, after the fact, end up penalizing him two strokes for this. What that did was take his round from a 73 to a 75, and wouldn't you know it, his fourth round prop was 73 and a half. So it took your, if you had the under, being a winning ticket to being a losing ticket, because again, this ball that like shook just a little bit and and whatever, and you know, you and I are of the same mindset here with this, is that one, if you have to take a 4K camera and slow it down to the slowest frame rate you can possibly look at and replay it a hundred times to see if a, a damn ball moves a dimple, as they called it, you know, back and forth or whatever, I think that's garbage anyway. But two, one of the points that that that, that you were making, and, and I'm right there with you, is the fact that this isn't necessarily a level playing field. I cannot tell you how many times I saw the take on Twitter that the ruling didn't matter because Rom won anyway. This is actually a pretty serious issue that extends deep into sports betting. It is absurd that the only reason this happened is because of a high def camera. Uh, and so how many groups are actually being followed every hole? Like one, maybe two. So how many times did this type of thing happen on the course throughout the week that we mm -hmm. don't know about. It's on the player to penalize himself, yes, but sometimes players don't notice that the ball moves. I don't think look Ron at John, did. I was gonna look at his reaction when they told him when the round was over. It's like it's classic. It was an instant meme. Like people were like turning it into a meme because whenever they told him his face was like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. it, you could you could tell that it was an an actual emotional real response that he was like ball didn't move and then they show him the replay and whatever and like oh well i you know i guess it did or something like that yeah everyone's going with this it's a gentleman's game you're supposed to call that on yourself and whatever it's like he didn't know he didn't see it 
He yeah. didn't in the in the real time that didn't happen. And, and so you can't penalize the feature groups because they are scrutinized with multiple camera angles, with people coming up behind them, getting side angles, getting whatever. Like you're 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 penalizing the you know, the six guys in the tournament that are getting followed for every single stroke that they make, where the rest of the guys, a stroke here, a stroke there, definitely not multiple camera angles, definitely not like right from behind and close-ups and things like that. And so for me, and I think that you feel the same way, not only from a PGA perspective, but from a gambling perspective and everything like that, if it takes going to a 4K replay and having to watch the thing 25 times for you to make a decision, that decision should just should should just default to no. I mean, because yeah. like there's just it, it cannot be to where these these six guys that are in these final two groups are playing at a disadvantage to the rest of the field. The other thing is, how can you not tell Rom that this is going on, that he might get penalized? That changes the way he plays the final hole. If he's up by four strokes going into 18, he's going to play this hole very differently than he would if he plays if he's up by two. I, I hate the way the PGA Tour does this. I think they need to have full... The, the players need to know what's going on because he could play the he could play the final hole super conservatively and lose yeah. because he didn't go for it when he should have. So, I mean, yeah, it's... I don't, I don't know what you do about this, but this is... This definitely impacts our world. Yeah, sure. and here's the thing. The, the, the way the conditions were, and it, it didn't play out this way, and, and look, I'm glad it didn't. But the way yeah. the conditions were on Sunday, it could have been a guy deeper in the field that had come up to win that tournament. And had mm-hmm. it been because John Rahm got penalized for that pl- for, for that specific thing right there on 16, where a guy that comes from a little bit further back, who's not getting the camera time, who's not getting the multiple camera angles, who's not getting the behind the behind every single shot. And, and he comes back and wins that tournament. That could have been a pretty big deal. And and I don't think that this is crazy for us to bring up here that this might be something that could happen, you know, sometime this season. I mean, like, it's not crazy to think with as good as these golfers are and as well as so many of these golfers are playing in the world right now, to think that a guy could come from six strokes back on a Sunday in tough conditions is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, especially if it's super windy in the afternoon and conditions are far better in the morning. That happens a lot, actually. So, yeah, that could absolutely happen. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is a really good take that you had on Sunday, is this is bad for the sport of golf, The like just the viewing of it. Right now, you've got a lot of people paying attention to the sport of golf because there's nothing else going on. They turn this on and see that there's a penalty applied for something so minor. The ball barely moved, and they're just showing it over and over again. This is something I've complained about with football and basketball for years. Replay and review ruining the viewing experience. It disrupts the flow of the game. It takes a half hour to finish the final two minutes of a, of a college basketball game. That's mm-hmm. insane because they keep replaying things over and over again. The problem with that, though, because that extends into our world, too, is if you don't go to replay and check everything, then you don't have a fair game. And then you have people not getting the right result on their betting tickets. So what mm-hmm. what do we what do we do with this? I know. And, and it's it's uh, the other problem, I think, with this as well is just from the standpoint that you had multiple golf experts sitting there watching this and they all went, look, whether the ball moved or not, 
it didn't improve this guy's right. life. That was the only thing that was very consistent with everybody. Like uh, everybody on the broadcast was like, eh, it might've moved. Maybe it didn't, but whatever. But they were all like, but it didn't, it didn't do anything to the lie. Like the lie is exactly the same. It is perfectly. So as soon as that was kind of seen, that should have been game over, move on, get on with what we're doing here. And it, golf has a chance, man. And it, you, you and I have said this multiple times. We'll keep beating this drum with legalized sports betting. Golf has a chance to really make a surge really has a chance to push up here. It is built for in-game betting. It is built for betting. You get more for your, you get more bang for your buck with the four days of betting out of just one, uh, out of just one bet. So, I mean, there is a lot going for golf here, but you know, you tune in on Sunday and if you're kind of a novice fan and you're sitting here and like, they're crunching this tiny little thing right here. There were probably some people who then at that point just turned the station. They're like, I, I, I can't. I can't yeah. deal with this. Like, I can't watch this. It's so stupid. They're showing yeah. a replay of a ball moving, barely moving at all over and over again. That's golf. I know. That's not golf. Like, it's that's not, not golf. the golf that we want to be a part of. So it isn't. But, uh, you know, again, bummer if you had 70, if you had under 73 out there, because that is, uh, that is a bad beat. No doubt about that. Because your dude was in the clubhouse at 73. I mean, like, he shot a 73. And, and we then know for that, something. We know something like that happened. It happened the day before with Tony Finau. Something, the ball moved when he grounded his club the the day previous to that. They showed it. And we know it's happening all over the course throughout the week, too. And it's nobody gets penalized. So, yeah, they need to to figure this out. All right. So, let's talk here about the 3M Open before we get into baseball. Uh, The 3M Open taking place TPC Twin Cities up in Minnesota. We are talking about a par 71. 7,481 yards, uh, bent grass with a uh, fescue in the rough. Uh, greens are bent grass as well. Last year's champion, Matthew Wolf, set a 72-hole record, actually, with a 263 for the this tournament. Uh, there will be water a lot on this course here, Brett. About half the holes have potential for water. That said, everything leads, you know, if you look at the people who are experts on this course and the way that it's set up, there are everybody saying as long as you stay dry, we can see some really, really, really good numbers come out of this uh, tournament this weekend, which leads us kind of into what we're going to be looking at. Of course, we have a preview over here on the lines. If you are paying attention on your screen right here, we have a 3M open betting preview. You see right there by Fairway J. So be sure and check that out. But I'm going to pop over here to to DraftKings and start to Take a look at some of these odds that are uh, that are going on out there because we want to give you you know the the most up to date stuff if, if you want to take a, a flyer on any of these I mean Brett as we start to look at these odds for the 3M Open uh, one of the things I think people are going to notice real quick is the field is not near as strong as we have seen come out here in the past uh, four weeks five weeks since quarantine uh, ended for golf this is the worst field we've seen yet yeah. By a pretty, I mean, do you look at the odds for, okay, so if you look at like the guys in the middle tier here compared to where they were last week, we've got like Doc Redman, Ryan Moore, plus 5,500. The guys in that tier last week were like Justin Rose, like (laughs) still elite players. So yeah, you're not going to get a very good feel here, but that makes it pretty interesting if you're betting and playing DFS, because then you really go digging and figuring out who these guys are, what they're good at, and are they a good fit for this course? What you will see as you take a look at these odds right here, guys, a little bit down the list, Dustin Johnson comes in 12, uh, Finau at 14, Kepka at 14. 
is Tommy Fleetwood right here at 17 to one to win. Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood has not played on tour since they went on hiatus. So this is his return to the PGA tour here and he comes in at 17 to one. So the odds makers are still backing him again. We're talking about the field being weaker. So the, despite the fact that he has not played and we have not seen what he can do, Brett, they're, they're respecting Tommy Fleetwood's game, what he's able to do when he is on top of his game and not really penalizing him all that much for him not being out there despite everybody else having played. Yeah, he's arguably the best player in this field. So why not Why not put him at plus 1,700 or you know wherever he is, wherever you can get the best price? Um, yeah, I totally understand why he's up there. Um, the interesting one is Dustin Johnson is the favorite after going 80-80 in his two rounds last week. But I'm I'm with I'm with the odds makers here. I think this is a good bounce back spot for Dustin. Get right two weeks before the PGA championship. Get his mojo back. And uh, I could totally see him just running over this uh, running over this field and this course. So um if we want to look a little bit deeper here and some of these odds, and if you're taking a look on the screen, I've got DraftKings pulled up. I, I pop over here to FanDuel too, so we can kind of take a look at at how these odds are shaking up. Um, this is a course that I believe from the research I've done that, um, you know, which we hadn't seen the last few weeks here, Brett, I think a bomber is going to be able to really take advantage uh, of this course. And I'm really looking at the bombers here and I'm really interested in a lot of these bombers and we're getting pretty good uh, prices on a lot of these guys. I'm going to be looking at a lot of top tens and a lot of top twenties on some of these bombers, not necessarily maybe outrights, but um, some of these guys, I'm going to ride the hot hand as well. I mean, first and foremost, uh, Henrik Norlander, if you guys were watching this past week, the guy's actually playing some pretty damn good golf. And if you take a look right here, not really going to bet him outright. I don't think at 66 to one, but you can get him at plus 550 on a top 10 which again, that's that's 10 and ties. So, I mean, if he ties for 10th, you're still getting that right there at, at plus 550. So five and a half to one. And then, of course, you can come over to the top 20s as well if you want to get involved with some of these guys over here. But these are guys for me, Brad. I mean, uh, riding the hot hand and riding some of these bombers, uh, Norlander plus 275. So uh, to come in as a top 20 in this uh, in this field. So uh, I do like him. I liked what I saw from him last week. And, um, you know, in this field where I'm not incredibly impressed with what we're seeing, uh, give me a top 20 on Norlander. Is there anybody playing better than Henrik Norlander right now? Yeah. The guy's been on fire. So, yeah, I could totally see that. If, you, if you're into the, you know, recent form, he's probably the best play on the board for sure. Um, but I'm with you. I'm looking at distance guys, guys who can score, guys who can go low. Matthew Wolf, of course is near the top of that list. If he is staying out of the water, he should be in contention on Sunday. Guys like, well, Sam Burns and Keith Mitchell are two guys that can go low. And we know Keith Mitchell one is like a 250 to one underdog in one tournament last year. I like him quite a bit this week. Can Bubba get right this week? He looked pretty good last week. And this is a really weak field. I feel like this could be a Bubba, Bubba Watson week. Interesting. All right. Um, I do not have him on my list here, but a funny, a couple of the guys you mentioned, I do. Uh, I, I am going to have uh, some top 10s and some top 20s on Matthew Wolf. This is not recency bias because he won here last year. Mm -hmm. I just think this course fits him really well. And, and whether he wins or not, I think this is a good spot for him to 10 or 20. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned a couple of other guys that I'm going to have outrights on as well. I talked about I'll talk about in just a second. 
Uh, top 20, top, top 10, top 20 bets on Patrick Rogers. We're talking about a guy here who is 308 off the tee. A top 20 this past week here. A really, really good game. Just hasn't been able to put it all together. But again, the field's a little bit weaker this week. He does not have to beat as many studs as in past. And I'm not talking about necessarily winning this thing here, but a 10 or a 20 going to have that on him as well. Lucas Glover tied for seventh last year, last year here in this one, a 62 in the final round in this one. He is five of five and making cuts since the return from quarantine here playing really, really great here. So love getting him as a top 10, a top 20. And then Harris English. I know I'm all over this guy. I'm a Harris English mark. I guess I say this all the time, but look, 13th in strokes gained off the tee here, 11th in greens and regulation. Something's got to give. He's got to break through here at some point with these t- with the type of statistics that he's putting up. Uh, give me Harris English, not only for a top 20 and a top 10, I'm also taking an outright on him and Lucas Glover for the same, re- same reasons I just mentioned. And you mentioned my boy Sammy Burns, and I- I'm going to take Sammy Burns uh, as well over here. If you take a look here, guys, as I scroll down on uh, – on DraftKings, Sammy Burns coming in here at 45 to one. I'm going to take Sammy Burns. We talk about another guy that's long off the tee. He's battled injuries over the last few years, but it looks like he's back healthy. looks like he's back playing pretty good here. And Brett, with a course like this, with the field that he's in, if things kind of go right, this is built for a guy like Burns. And at 45 to one, I'll, I'm, I'll be glad to have me a ticket in the account on that. Yep, I like that one. I like both Sams. I like Sam Burns and Sam Ryder. Uh, or Sam Ryder, 90 to 1 to win, but I like more of like, like a top 10 plus 750 type bet on him. So, yeah, I think if I'm betting this week, I'm looking at top 10s from some of the guys lower down the board, like a Keith Mitchell, like a Sam Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I like this week is Bronson Burgoon, a guy who nobody really knows yet, but has played really well in some of these weaker fields. So um, that's kind of where I'm going is, is kind of digging for some of these guys to near the bottom. Cause I, I do feel like this is a week where Dustin Johnson could just run over everybody. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at top tens and maybe some top fives of some of these guys down the board. You, you bring up Bronson Burgoon. I mean, look, if you want to bet him to win, it's 175 to one. So you can do that. But I mean, a, a top five. And again, you got to remember when you bet these fives and tens, like it, that's with ties as well, yeah. right? I mean, like there is, there's one winner of a tournament, but if you bet these top fives and top tens, if it's, if, if, you, if the guy's tied, you're still getting paid 33 to one on just a tie for fifth in this thing. So for him to finish top five, 33 to one, uh, pretty good odds out there. If you like Brett's kind of long shot play. And the other guy that you're going to hear a lot about this week is, is Eric Van Ruin. Uh, it's a, you know, look, EVR played at University of Minnesota. He's played this course a ton. He's not going to have to stay in a hotel because he has family that still lives up there. So he's going to be staying at his family's house. Like there's a lot of things going in his favor in this one. So if you want to play the narrative street thing, if you're looking on your screen right now, he comes in at 35 to one over at DraftKings, nine to one over uh, for a top five and then four to one for a top 10. What do you feel about the EVR narrative street here? I keep hearing that name and he he hasn't done a whole lot over here in the U.S., but this one makes sense because he's familiar with the area. He's going to have that comfort zone. So I could totally see him in this weak field uh, being in contention on Sunday. Definitely. 
So uh, 36 to one actually over at FanDuel, as you see right there. So uh, if you're watching along, you can take a look at uh, 36 to one over there for him there. But yeah, those are going to be the plays that I'm going to have on golf this week. Not going to fire as hard, Brett. A couple of different reasons. I mean, one, obviously, um, the weaker field leaves me a little bit, you know, a little bit uneasy here as to kind of how things are, are going to go. I don't really love any of the top guys, if we're being perfectly honest. I mean, Dustin Johnson, as you mentioned, coming off a pair of 40s to uh, to come with an 80. You're looking, I mean, a couple of a uh, pair of 80s, and you're looking at, at Finau here who has to feel like, you know, look, I, I hope he bounces back. I think Tony Finau, everything you hear about the guy is that he, he's an amazing dude, but boy, just absolutely crapped the bed and and just completely did not make a run at what could have been a championship for him there at the Memorial. Brooks Kepka has believe, come out. I, I can't believe Finau was playing this week, honestly. I know. After, After that, that, like mentally, I thought you would just kind of take a mental break, wouldn't that's you? That's got to drain you, man. Like he just, and he, play, he played all day on Wednesday too with, with yeah. Ron. Like take a week off, dude. Yeah, I, I, I so I'm, I'm definitely off of him and then, Brooks Kepka has been, at least Brooks Kepka is not hiding it. And he's not like, you know, keeping things under wrap here. He went in for, he went in for an MRI on his knee. His knee is still not right. He is still yeah. not feeling good. And at 14 to one on a dude that is not a hundred percent and has showed that he is not a hundred percent. Brett, the thing about Kepka is even if he goes out and we've seen this at times over the last couple of weeks is yeah, he can go out and shoot one good round, but it seems like whatever this injury is that's lingering here ends up flaring up throughout the course of a tournament, and then he's just not the same player anymore. So I just have no faith that he can put together four straight good rounds right now. It's crazy. If you asked me two players who I thought would take this week off, they would be Fino and Kepka. Mm-hmm. Why is Kepka doing this? I mean, the PGA Championship, he's, he's got to defend his PGA Championship in two weeks and he's playing on a bum knee right now. I don't understand what's going on here. I could I could see him withdrawing this week, so I want nothing to do with him. That's actually a very good point that, that he could definitely be in the kind of that withdraw yeah, thing like right what's there. The, what's so, the point? yeah, so let's let's definitely uh, well, let's definitely back off of him. No doubt about that. So, guys, um. As always, uh, head over the lines. We got the breakdowns over there. And again, we're we're going to be on some of these other guys, Norlander Rogers, Wolf, Glover, English, uh, Burns, Bubba. EBR, if you like the narrative street. You Bubba. got Bubba for, from Brett. You've got, <laughs> what was it, Burgoyne? Berg, what's Bronson, his, Bronson Burgoon. There you go, Burgoon, Burgoon. So uh, those are going to be guy. some of the guys that will be in our accounts on this one. Real quick update here on um, real quick update here on how we're going to be looking at these other sports, Brad. I mean, look at at the end of the day, it looks like we're going to have it looks like we're going to have NFL. The rookies are supposed to be in camp now at the, at this point. The quarterback shortly thereafter, and then training camp a week after that. Everything seems to be pointing in that direction. There was a there was a, a an organized kind of Twitter protest amongst the players saying like, Hey, fill us in on what's going on with all these testing mandates and stuff like that. It worked. We started to see things leak out from the NFL and all that. So look, uh, unless there's crazy, some sort of crazy circumstance going on here, I think we're going to have, uh, we're going to have the NFL, maybe not necessarily right on time. I could see them maybe if it comes down to it, having to postpone a couple weeks for whatever reason it might be or something, but it looks like we're going to have NFL season one way or another and no preseason. So bonus. 
Yeah, I, know, I, hope, right? I hope this gets rid of preseason forever, man. I hate the preseason with a passion, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we say this every time. I mean, it's completely, completely pointless. I mean, the coaches will tell you they need to see it for like some of these guys, like way, way down on the roster or something like that. But Brett, we've watched Hard Knocks enough to know it literally affects like three guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, like how they affect how they play in these like preseason games literally affects like three dudes on the roster. The rest of the time, they know who they're going to keep. It comes down to like those last three spots, essentially normally as to who is going to make that final roster cut. And so, I mean, they're going to preach and they're going to bitch and moan about that. They need the preseason, but like, let's be for real. They do not need the preseason. Yeah, you're going to tell me a guy makes a special teams tackle in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, and that's why he's making the right. team? Get out of here. Your mind is made up. You don't need to see it. We don't need these preseason games. Get right. out of here. No, no. It's literally like two roster spots that ever anybody ever wins a position or something like that. And so just get get something out of them in practice that you need, and, and let's move on from there. So, again, looks like that's what we'll be uh, rolling with here, guys. So, you can head over to the lines and and we're going to have, you know, we're they're up now that we're getting NFL previews up and Brett and I are going to do a, a massive amount of content on the NFL as we lead into the season here. So uh, fingers crossed. We'll just say, uh, well, fingers crossed on that one. NBA teams are all bubbled up over there, Brett. There was 346 tests administered yesterday. Zero positives. It seems like this whole quarantine thing that people were screaming about actually works. Who'd have thunk it that uh, that, that actually works? But uh, no positives out of the 346 tests. So it is working over there in bubbled up Orlando. And it looks like we are going to have NBA season as well here in about a week and a half. So excited. I, I Good Except job. Except for mate. the couple of teams. Who were those rosters that I put in chat? Oh, that uh, was the, the Wizards and the Nets. And the Nets, yeah. <laughs> what? Those what? look like... G League or what, what? Yeah, G League. Yeah, those those yeah. look like G League rosters. I mean, seriously. Yeah, why even show up? Honestly, why? I know. Like it, it's, but other than those two teams, yes, I'm excited. But those two teams, holy <laughs> mackerel! It well, like I doesn't will- even look like an NBA. Like I could put those if I wouldn't have put which team they played for in the chat, like you would have known you're a super sports guy. We're in the chat with a couple of people who are sports (laughs) fans, but aren't necessarily huge sports guys. If I would have not put the team at the top and said like, Hey, what NBA team is that? They'd be like, that's not an NBA team. No chance. Oh no, that's, that's an NBA team. It is. It really is. No chance. Yeah. We'll dive uh, into the NBA next week for sure. A little NHL as well, but um, yeah, good job to good job to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it looks like everything's going well over there and it looks like we're going to uh, we're going to have that. So we'll do the deep dive into the NBA next week. But, uh, you know, here we are just a couple of days from the uh, from first pitch here. So let's go ahead and break down the Major League Baseball season here. And we'll talk about some of these. Let's talk about some of these things that we are looking at and some of these bets that we are looking to make as as well, Brett. Um you know, let's uh, let's get in here to the let's get in here to the AL East and let's start out with with some of these teams. And guys, again, we have a huge breakdown. You see right here on if you're watching on your screen, if you're watching on YouTube, just click on that MLB icon right there in the center of the screen. Boom, pulls up all of our MLB content here and you can see all of these previews that we have right there on the line. So be sure and take advantage of that. But yeah, every single team. But I'm going to right now. Going to go ahead and just pull up baseball odds here on the various sports books so that we can take a look at what's going on with the uh, 
with all these baseball odds here, we've gone in and we've kind of done a little bit of a dive here to help you out and try to find some of the best odds that are going to be available for you. And, you know, when we start in the AL East here, Brad, I mean, look, all eyes are on the Yankees, you know, and this is, I can't in any way, shape or form (laughs) try to discredit that at all. I mean, you look at this team and it is just absolutely stacked up and down the lineup. And, you know, when I, I look at this and I, I try to poke holes in it, maybe you can, but uh, we're looking here at, at minus 305 favorites to, to win that division. And it looks to me as if that is, is, is probably justified. Is it? I don't know about 290 that. actually over here on FanDuel, as you see on your screen. So 290 over here on, on FanDuel, if you were looking to bet them, there. What is your uh? So, what's your thought if you're saying is it? Because I mean, where are we seeing any sort of where are we seeing any sort of weakness here in this team? Well, the team is good, um, but they they are dealing with some of the same injury problems they had last year. Severino is out for the year. James Paxton is back, but he's still battling that back injury. Aroldis Chapman tested positive for COVID, probably won't be ready for opening night. We'll see when he comes back. Stanton and Judge are back, but always injury prone as they always have been. A lot of unknowns here. Yes, they added Garrett Cole to the rotation. That's huge. The bullpen is phenomenal. No doubt. This is a probably the best bullpen in baseball up there with the Rays, who I'll talk about in a second. But if you're, you're you're paying such a high price for the Yankees to win this division, and there's just so much randomness here, I'm not. I don't want to pay that much juice. Plus, I mean, th- look, this is a betting market. A lot of money has come in on the Yankees, especially yeah. to win the World Series. So again, you're paying an inflated price on this team that is not a lock to even make the playoffs in a 60 game season. So no, thank you on the Yankees. I would actually say a lock to make the playoffs, but I will not say a lock to win the division. And for me, with that, it's going to be a it's going to be a pass for me, man. Like I am, um, I just can't see myself uh, taking a, a, a flyer here on on this Yankees team at, at that type of price here for this division at, at three hundred five. And and we'll talk about the World, World Series a little bit later as well, where I probably can't see myself doing that either. But let's talk about the win total here on them: thirty seven and a half at DraftKings at FanDuel, thirty eight and a half at Fox bet. Um, so what do you see here from this 37 and a half win total? So if you guys are wondering at home, if you break that down, 37 wins comes out to about a hundred win season. So if you thought that this was a hundred win team, 37 wins is about a hundred win team. So you're looking at a team that needs to be kind of a 102, 103. If you want the over at 37 and a half, more like a 104, 105 win team. If you want the over on the 38 and a half over at Fox bet. Well, if, if they're going to win the division, they're probably going to have to win 37 games. I don't see them winning the division. So I would take the under, uh, I would take the under 37 and a half. You get 38 and a half at Fox bet. You got to pay a little more juice there, but I like all the unders on the Yankees here. So you're going to be taking the unders on the Yankees. That's a, that is, that is quite interesting. I mean, I, I don't know, man, I, I, you you did you did connect the dots there how you would kind of like go about everything though because if you're if you don't think that they're going to win the division then you're likely going to be taking the unders on on that so um for me 
Brett, I'm looking at this scenario and saying, like, if you do want to bet the Yankees, right, if you are in on the Yankees, and here we are right here, 37 and a half, 110 on both sides over here at FanDuel. We just saw the division odds of them winning the division odds are minus 290, minus 305, minus 300 at the various sports books. Wouldn't you just take the over on their win total and leave it at that? Because how many times are they going to win that division? Or how many times are they going to lose that division with, with winning over 37 and a half games? So if you think that they're going to get there, if you think that they're going to get over the win total, I would recommend just betting the win total as opposed to paying that massive juice for them to win the division because how many times are they going to win 38 games and then lose the division, right? Yeah. I haven't done the math on it. It's what what's the percentage of interdivision games this in the shortened 60 game season compared to the usual season because it's going to be hard for them to go over their win total and lose the division just because so many games are against teams in that division. Right. right. So, it's a much higher percentage of yeah. your games against your interdivision opponents. So like, yeah. that's why I was saying for me, if you like the Yankees at, at over 37 and a half, then just bet that and don't yeah. worry about betting them for the division or anything like that, because how many, like it's very rare that they're going to win 38 games and not win that division, yeah. because that means they will have beaten every team in that division a lot of times. And so uh, for me, that's the way I would go about playing uh, this Yankees team here. Of course, Brett, one of the things about this Yankees team being completely loaded is the fact there's also a bunch of player futures that you could bet on this Yankees team as well. Most, most notably will be the home run leader. Most notably will be the MVP award as well. Home run leader, you're looking at Giancarlo Stanton coming in at 11 to 1. Aaron Judge coming in at 20 to one. So if you're looking at kind of those type of deals on the MVP side of things, uh, you'll see that there'll be some, uh, there'll be some, some Yankees involved in there as well. We'll talk about the MVP uh, a little bit later as well, but you can see that these guys coming up judge eight to one here at DraftKings, Glaber Torres at 20 to one. There's, there's Yankees up and down this lineup, Stanton at 33 to one, LeMayhew 40 to one. I mean, there's so many guys, uh, Yankees that are on the list here, for for MVP. So uh, we'll talk about MVP just a little bit later when we take a look at that. The Rays is a team that you want to talk about. So let's take a look at this at this Rays team and tell me what you think about 33 and a half wins. We're sitting here DraftKings and FanDuel at 33 and a half wins, 34 and a half wins over at Foxbet. I do not have that in my account. I have the my biggest bet going into the season is on them to win the division. So it's going to be really tilting if they go over their third win total and still lose the division because I probably should have bet the over win total. But I love this team so much, man. The pitching depth, uh, the versatility with this roster. I think with the shortened season, they are quite possibly the most dangerous team in baseball. They are mm-hmm. loaded with talent in the bullpen. This team traded one of the better setup men in baseball and Emilia Pagan and still have the deepest pen in baseball. So, I mean, they could, if they wanted, every single night, start their bullpen in the sixth inning, regardless of the score, mm-hmm. and just keep Morton, Glasnow, and, I, and Snen. I think a lot fresh. of teams will do that. Yeah. I think a lot of teams are going to do that, and, and especially teams like that that are built here to do that. If you like the over, you can see, though, 33.5 juiced to 126 over here on FanDuel. It is juiced to 130 
over here on DraftKings. And as we mentioned, as we were uh, as we were taking a look at the uh, at the win totals for for some of these uh, teams over at Foxbet, they're a little bit different on some of these win totals. We talked about a full win for the Yankees. It's also a full win for the Rays as well. So it's coming in at 34 and a half over here, uh, minus 110 on both sides. And as you can see, guys, this is probably as good a time as any to point this out. Be sure and and, and look at the house rules. And it, Brett, we talk about this all the time. And But like, like let's just, especially in as weird a season as this going to be, make sure you know your house rules. Because as you see right here on your screen for Fox Bet, exactly 60 games must be played for action. But then we look over here on FanDuel, and it's 59 games are for for the bets to stand. So again, these these different books can have different house rules. Mm-hmm. So make sure you know what you're betting into uh, when you get going here. But Brett, I mean, if you're going to bet, if you were to bet this, are you confident enough in them at the 34 and a half to go ahead and take the higher number so you're only paying the 110 juice? Are you going ahead and just laying the uh, are you laying the big wood at like 130 over here at uh, at DraftKings for the over 33 and a half? And typically you guys might be snickering at something like that. But in a very reduced season like this, like one win can mean a, an incredible amount. So there is actually a decision to be made as how you want to tackle this. There's a correct mathematical answer to this that I don't have in my brain right now. I would have to punch the numbers on that. I I don't know, honestly. Yeah. I would probably, I mean, I would think the over even if you're paying actually i don't i don't know i don't have to, i'd have to look into that i'm not sure what it what is better the 33 and a half juice to the over or the 34 and a half at minus 110 but yeah it'll be uh it would be it, it's kind of there is some sort of mathematical formula here i think a lot of people will probably just be going with what they feel more comfortable with yeah. in a lot of these because uh you know again unprecedented times right now unprecedented things that are going on the rest of that division I don't think we're going to have much interest in here. The uh, Red Sox, if you take a look here, guys, um, let's find uh, Red Sox off the board here at DraftKings for whatever reason on the win total, which I find mm. pretty interesting. Yeah, um, but they're on the board over here at FanDuel sitting at 29 and a half. So we actually have seen a big drop in the win total, even just since we put this, uh, our, our show sheet together yesterday. So, um, we've seen a big drop. It was, uh, it was sitting at 30 and a half at FanDuel yesterday. It is down to 29 and a half over at FanDuel today. So, uh, yeah. So Boston going, uh, going a little, Oh, wow. And 31 and a half, as you see here on your screen, still holding tried and true over at Fox Bet. So you actually have a 29 and a half out there and a 31 and a half out there. If you wanted to take a, a flyer on the on the on the Red Sox here, if you wanted the over at Fox Bet on the 31 and a half, you're getting even money here, Brett. I mean, this is a team for me. I don't know what your feelings are on this Red Sox team, but with no Chris Sale, um, you know, Colin McHugh has already ha- has gone ahead and he is is opted out as well. I don't have a lot to like about this team here. I mean, you're talking Erod, Nathan Ivaldi, Martin, Martin Perez, and Ryan Weber is going to be your your starting rotation there for this Boston Red Sox team. I have that pulled up on the on the screen for those of you watching on video. And so uh when that's your rotation. Buddy, I'm. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. Let's look. To, let's look forward to 2021. 
they'll still be able to produce runs. They've got Devers, they got Bogarts, JD Martinez is still great, but yeah, this staff is is a disaster. The bullpen might even be worse. Like there's there's nothing here that I like with Boston. I was actually entertaining their their World Series price kept dropping and dropping, mm-hmm. especially on FanDuel. FanDuel was the first two it. They're like, nah, nobody's betting this team. Let's just yeah. drop them. And I like I understand why nobody wants to bet them. I mean, they got rid of bets. They have no Chris Sale. There's nothing really here to get excited about. So um, I think we and the fact that I'm all over the Rays. I mean, I, I just want nothing to do with the Red Sox this year. The Blue Jays are a team that a lot of people are thinking are going to be good. Maybe not this year. Right. However, it's kind of like the baby Blue Jays and they might have really picked it up towards the end of the season. If that would have been the case, Brett. But whenever we look at how this season is shortened up, a lot of these guys are going to have to do some growing up real, real, real quick. And it might not just be enough time for them to mesh here. Then there's the thing about them not being able to play their home games at home. So they're not going to be able to play in Toronto, maybe Buffalo, maybe somewhere else. So weird that we are a few days away from the the start of the season and we don't know where they're going to play here. So, um Look, I like the I like the prospects of this Blue Jays team. If you guys are, are looking on your screen right now, you can see. I mean, this lineup, Bichette, Biggio, Guriel, Guerrero, even Teoscar Hernandez is a guy that is, that can that can do some things here. I mean, there's a lot of players here for this Blue Jays team for the future. I just don't know if it's going to be able to gel in time this season. So a uh, big punt on them for me. Yeah, same. Toronto's a team to watch because we don't know where they're going to be playing home games. And I don't think it matters a whole lot from like a futures betting perspective, but single game markets will be affected depending on where they are playing. If it is Buffalo, I have I have sat down there a lot and you're going to want to watch the weather if they play in Buffalo because the wind is swirling all the time down there. You don't know which way it's going to go. So totals are going to be impacted a lot if they play in Buffalo. That's one thing you're definitely going to want to watch if they end up playing in Buffalo. It could be it could be Florida, which probably won't impact weather much at all. They could play in Pittsburgh, which is a pitcher's park. So that's there's a lot still that we don't know about what's going on with the Blue Jays and where they're going to be playing baseball this year. The uh, Baltimore Orioles are another team here. If you take a look at nobody wants anything to do with this team. Yes, that is correct. You are looking at 20 and a half is the uh, it's going to be the win total here. 20 and a half. That's across the board. DraftKings, FanDuel and Fox bet. If you want the over uh, FanDuel or Fox bet, if you want the under head over to to DraftKings here, I, I don't know why you would ever bet an over on this team. Uh, Brett, I, I there's not really much to say here. They're going to be one of the three worst teams in baseball, and I would be fairly confident in saying that. If you do, for some reason, like some of the players on this team and you think they have enough to win 21 games, like, fine. I can see a path to that, but division is off the table for me. I just don't see any value there, especially when you're playing in the same division as the Yankees and the Rays, who I think might be the best team in baseball. So, I, yeah, again, no, no Orioles for me. If you want the over, like you know, like Brett said, if you do want to take a flyer on the over, you're going to want to bet that at FanDuel. Uh, it's sitting at minus 104 over there. If you want to take the under, it's 110 over at Fox Bet. So that's where you're going to get the best odds on that. As we see right now, you you're not alone, Brett. The uh, the Rays. We got some information from DraftKings, and they are getting a hefty percent of the handle coming in over there at uh, at the FanDuel. I mean, at the DraftKings sportsbook. I could not believe this when it came in, and it's you know what. It's 
it makes sense. I was waiting for this price to drop on the raise. It's, it's plus three, th- plus three fifty to win the division. I was hoping it would fall into like I don't know plus three seventy five, and it never did. So that's why I got my bet in on Saturday. But now I see why because I placed my bet at a Camby book, and DraftKings is a Camby book. <sighs> so yeah, I mean they are getting piles of money coming in on the raise to win the division. More bets on the Yankees, but big money coming in on the raise at plus three fifty. Let's head here to the Central and the AL Minnesota Twins. If you uh, take a look here, 34 and a half is the win total at DraftKings, juiced pretty heavily here, as you can see. Um, 34 and a half at FanDuel, 34 and a half over at FoxBet. So across the board, you're getting 34 and a half. If you want to take any of these, I would take the over. Um, you would be taking the over over at DraftKings. You want the uh, the under over at FoxBet. But, Brett, um, Minnesota Twins should be a team here um, that really makes some noise. I like this team a lot. They are minus 130, as you see on your screen right here, at DraftKings to win the American League Central. I love this Twins team. I'm all over this Twins team. I think that it's a year too early, like we were talking about with the Blue Jays. For the White Sox, I think that that team is going to make some noise in 2021 as well. The Indians will always be right there in the mix, but I, I really do just uh, like it, like what I see in this Minnesota Twins team. I think the Twins are the best value in this division right now because so many people are on the White Sox. Chicago is the sexiest team in this division right now, for sure. Uh, no surprise to see the amount of betting action on them with all the, the prospects now entering the majors, and there are a lot of them on that White Sox team. but. This Twins team is so loaded. I, I To me, they are the clear favorites in this division, or they would be in a full 162-game mm-hmm. season. We don't know what's going to happen now, but I still think they are the clear favorite. The gap has closed a little bit in the shortened season, but yeah, I think Minnesota, even at minus 130 to win the division, I think is pretty good. You take a look at this lineup right here. Uh, nice pitching staff as well. Barrios, Odorizzi, they added Rich Hill and Kenta Maeda, which yeah. is pretty good. Innings eater in Homer Bailey as well. And then this, I mean, guys, just, Seriously, look at this lineup. Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Donaldson, Rosario, Sano, Garver is your one through seven right there. That is Garver. a murderer's row right there. Then you have Byron Buxton hitting ninth in that kind of like second leadoff position. If he can ever kind of start to make contact with the ball and not strike out every third time that he steps in the batter's box. I mean, just a just a crusher here on this Twins team. I'm with you. I love this bet on them to win the division at 130 is one of the bets that is in my account here, guys. So uh, cha-ching, that Very one good. is in my account. I do like this Minnesota Twins team a ton. We talk about the Indians here, Brett, plus 265 for this division. We're looking at 32 and a half win, win total over at DraftKings, 33 and a half over at both FanDuel and FoxBet. So if you want to take a look at how you want to go about betting this thing, you're going to want the over over on DraftKings. You're going to want the under over on FoxBet at minus 105 if you're looking to do that. Um, Brett, this is a, uh, this, this Indians team, people were worried that they were going to have to shed some payroll and they were going to have to do all that in a regular baseball season. But in this shortened baseball season, they're going to be in the mix most likely unless things just go off the way off the rails real, real, real quick. So it's likely that they keep everyone on the roster here. And with that being the case, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up here on your screen. As you guys want to take a look here with this Indians team, 
this is not a bad team. I, I don't know why people are kind of sleeping on this Indians team completely, but I mean, Lindor, Mercado, Santana, Reyes, Ramirez, uh, Domingo Santana, who was kind of a do-it-all guy. Uh, this team is going to, this team's going to win some games. They're, I think they're better than Chicago, so I don't understand all the love for the White Sox. I think this is like a fringy playoff team. They're like right yeah. in there, like number five, six, seven in the American League. So, and they could totally win this division too. So you're getting barely a better price on them over the White Sox. So I certainly like them to win the division over the White Sox. But yeah, I think this is kind of like the forgotten team in the American League this year. Like, hey, this team is still pretty good and they're good everywhere. They have a, yeah. a great, great top of their staff. Uh, the lineup is still intact and the bullpen's pretty solid with Hand and Whitgren and some of these younger guys. So I don't get I mean, it. Bieber and Clevenger is your one, two in a shortened season. And then if you're, if you have any sort of resurgence at all, your number three is then Carrasco. I mean, like you're going to win a lot of games with those yeah. three pitchers just alone right there. So yeah, I, I'm with you here. Kind of a sneaky play for me. Uh, this, this win total fairly interesting for me at 32 and a half. You're just looking at a team that's got to be a little bit over 500. I actually think that they get there playing in a division with the Royals and the Tigers as well. So I lean to the over here on this Indians team. White Sox, Royals, and Tigers. Not much to say about the Royals and Tigers, Brett. I mean, like, Nothing. let's let's just be honest. <laughs> Not a ton to say here. Royals, 90 to 1. Tigers, 130 to 1, even just to win the division here. Um, so we won't spend a ton of time here talking about those. Tigers is 21 and a half win total. If you have any interest in betting that, the Royals, 23 and a half win total at uh, DraftKings, 24 and a half over at FanDuel and at FoxBet. But the White Sox are the interesting team. Uh, plus 285 to win the division. If we go and look at these win totals and stuff like that, uh, we're starting to see some of these. Uh, we're starting to see some of these numbers here where I scratch my head. We're talking about 31 and a half here for this White Sox team. And the big catch is if you want the over minus 130, it is a big, big juice hit to take the over here on this team, Brett. And I am. I love them as much as you do in 2021 and 2022. I think that this team could make a lot of noise in 2021, 2022, but there is going to be a lot of reliance on a lot of young players for, for this team, and maybe they catch lightning in a bottle in a short 60-game season. I just don't have a ton of faith in that. That's the thing. They could. They could yeah. be, like, just sneak, just out of nowhere, just... Could they win the World Series? There was enough talent here, certainly, too. They added Edwin Encarnacion, Grandal is there, and all this lineup is loaded with talent. But the hype train is real with this team, and the betting market has shifted to where it's like you're getting, you're, you can't find a good price on this team anymore. So I'm off yeah. of them. But if you want to throw a little, a little bet on them to win the World Series, I could, I could totally understand that. Again, you're getting, you're not getting a good, getting a good price now. They were fifty to one at Fox Bet just a couple of weeks ago. I almost did it, even though I don't yeah. like them this year. You just kind of have to bet that. Yeah, you play but, the number. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm not on this team this year. I think the, the smart bet in this division is, the, is the Twins and maybe the, the Indians. The money coming in and, and that lineup that, that Brett was talking about right there highlighted on your screen if you're watching at home. I mean, you know, look, it, it does look pretty loaded here, but there is also some regression candidates here. Uh, Tim Anderson, Yon Mankata, they had just massive, massive, like positive. Uh, like they were way ahead of, of the mean last year. I think that they come back down to earth just a little bit here. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the White Sox are getting a little bit too much hype, but they are getting all the money, Brett. They are getting tons and tons of money yes, at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
44% of the handle, 30% of the bets. And, you know, I get it. They're young. They're sexy. Luis Robert is going to be one of the names that you hear probably over the next decade in the sport, because if he plays out, like everybody says, he's kind of like the second coming of, well, I'm saying this in air quotes. He's not the greatest player of all time, but like everyone's saying like the second coming of Mike Trout, like he's got it all five tool player and all that. But, uh, you know, again, I just think it's a little too, a little too soon here, a little too early. Give me the White Sox in 2021. I'm with you. I also saw the the White Sox are the most popular World Series bet at one of the books in Vegas. So if you like the Twins or Indians this year, you can probably find a good, pretty good price on them somewhere. Yeah, go get them. Go get them. Uh, the AL West. And so we'll take a look at the West here. The Astros, A's, Angels, Rangers, and Mariners. You can take a look here, guys, as we're looking at the at the odds for for this for this division and this one is pretty interesting. The Astros 155, but not too far behind here. The A's at 230. Then you start to see some big drop-offs here. The Angels at 550, the Rangers at 1600, and of course the Mariners are going to be in that tier where we were talking about the three worst teams in all of baseball. The Mariners are going to be right down there uh, in that 80 to 1 just to win the division there in the American League West. Uh, but Brett, Let's talk about, let's kick things off here with the Astros. They got a win total of 35 and a half across the board. That's DraftKings, FanDuel, and FoxBet. Your best over is going to be even money over at FoxBet. Your best under is going to be minus 118 over at DraftKings or at FanDuel. Take your pick wherever you want to do that. But if you did want an over on this Houston team, head on over to FoxBet where you can see right here, uh, you, you can get it at even money on the over 35 and a half games. Look, I think the Astros probably lucked out here with the way that this season's going to play out. No fans. They're not going to be getting booed mm-hmm. every single place they go. It's not going to be like this horrible deal where every single time a guy steps up to bat, he's getting cheater yelled at him and like people are doing all kinds of this. Like if anybody benefited from the playing conditions, I think it's probably the Astros. Definitely. Uh, but I don't I don't know what this team is. I think that's the most interesting thing coming into the season is are they as good as we've seen them over the past few years? Because now they won't be cheating in their home stadium. (laughs) If you're playing numbers, nobody's betting Houston. So you probably get a good price on them to win the division. Their their over is probably a pretty good price right now. Their their World Series. I mean, I, I. it's not a great price when you consider that, you know, we're playing in a shortened season, but even still, again, nobody is betting on this team. So I kind of like them from that side of I it. I mean, 155 to win the West is seems pretty, pretty doable yeah. for me because I, a lot of people are super high and look, I think the A's could make some noise. I think that there is a chance that they could make some noise. There's no doubt about that, but you know, people are real high on the A's here. You can actually get 145 over at FanDuel, as you see right now on my screen. So the Astros 145 to win wow. the division there at FanDuel. Um, I, I, I got to admit, man, like the talent is there. I mean, you look up and down this this lineup. It's another one of those lineups where you look at it and you say, like, where's the easy out? <laughs> you're you're talking Springer, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, Jordan Alvarez, Yuri Gurriel, Michael Brantley. Josh Reddick, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Kyle Tucker, depending on who wins that that position there. One through eight for this Astros team is just solid as they come. And then, of course, we know Verlander, Grinky, McCullers, Josh James, and then it looks like Arkady might come in that fifth spot there, depending on if he can get over this injury that he's dealing with. But 
Um, I don't know, man. You, you, people hate the Astros and, and that's fine by me because I don't bet with emotions. So, I mean, like, yeah. like hate them, bet against them, make this number, drive this number down and let me take advantage of uh, what I consider to be a number that's probably a little bit out of whack with the talent level that's on this Astros team. Yeah, this is probably one that's going to end up in my account by Thursday. Uh, this team is just so loaded that the stat Lance McCullers looked awesome last night. <laughs> that kid yeah. is that kid is good. And then you look at the bullpen here. Roberto Osuna, one of the better closers in baseball over the past few years. They're looking at Ryan Presley as not as a closer now. This yeah. the back of this bullpen is so good. So I mean, there there are no weaknesses on this team. As yeah, long none. as they're as good as we think they are, I mean, they have been cheating over the years. So maybe they're not <laughs> right. as good. But yeah, this I, I I don't really see a path to any other team winning this division. Honestly, the A's are the other. Uh, kind of the bell of the ball here in this division. A lot of bets coming in on the A's. A lot of people really, really, really digging this A's team. That that information that we've gotten from DraftKings, we're talking 56% of the handle being bet on the AL West is coming in on the Oakland A's. Um, look, I... I get it. A 33 and a half win total across the board as well. So 33 and a half at DraftKings, FanDuel, and FoxBet. If you want the best over, you're going to find 110 over at FanDuel. If you want the best under, 110 at FanDuel and FoxBet both. I like this team, Brett, but I also believe here that this is just another kind of one of those A's teams that will probably battle for a wild card spot. Yeah. But I just I don't see them getting over the hump and getting uh, and being better than the Astros here in this division. No, you compare these two rosters and the Astros are far better. I don't understand the hype here with this ace team. Where Where is the, I mean, who's leading this rotation? Montes? Right. I Mayo? mean, you're having to, you're having to rely on two rookie pitchers in Lozardo and Puck. And Puck if you yeah. think that this team is going to, is going to make some noise here. I mean, uh, Sean Manaya, Frankie Montas, Mike Fires, certainly workhorse dudes but doesn't really make you feel confident about what's going on here you're gonna have to have monster seasons from there to and look these are two super stud prospects in in, in lazardo and puck and so uh, either one of these dudes lives up to the hype and yeah these a's could certainly make uh, uh make some noise here but you just look at this lineup, Brett. I mean, there's just a lot that i don't like here i think marcus simeon probably comes back down to earth after a resurgent 2019 you got Chris Davis who every year yeah he's going to hit a few jacks but he's going to hit 230 that's what he does every yeah. single year he hits 230 and and you know then it's just a bunch of kind of those guys that are like eh, you know Mark Canna and Steven Piscotti and you're just kind of like yeah they're fine but they're not that team that's going to be able I don't think to take down the Astros here and so uh I don't know I think a lot of people's hate of the Astros is playing into their bias in this division Yep, and I think that's a good opportunity if you are looking at the Astros and and the best number possible in this division. I think it's probably the Astros. I don't think we have any interest in any of these other uh, in any of the Angels or Mariners, but the Rangers are fairly interesting. The Angels, uh, guys, look. All I can say about the Angels, if you want to bet the Angels, more power to you. But with all the question marks around that team. I am staying far, far away. It looks like Anthony Rendon is not going to start the season with the team. We don't know really what's going on with Mike Trout. We do know at the very least we're probably going to be without him for 10 games because he has pretty much said he is going to leave for the birth of his child. So you have to assume that he's going to be not there for 10 games. I, I, I don't know, Braille. I'm all I'm 
more power to you if you want to bet the Angels. I will not be. I'm with you. Too many questions. Yeah, too, too many question marks with Trout. And now Anthony Rendon with the, the oblique injury. That could linger all season. It's a short season. I, I don't know what this guy's going to look like this year. So I'm definitely, I don't like where the Angels are sitting right now at all. Yeah, Otani coming back off injury. There's just there's just way too many question marks there. We mentioned the Mariners going to be one of the very worst teams in all baseball. Look, if you want the win total, it's 24 and a half. Um, your best over is going to be over at FanDuel at 106. Your best under is 110 over at Foxbet if you want to to bet this team. No interest in the Mariners at all for me, but I know that you do have some interest in the Rangers. I do like the Rangers. Maybe not to win the division. They're plus 1,600. Maybe throw a little on that, but I'd like Texas to make the playoffs. I think they're plus 650 at DraftKings. I haven't looked at any of the other sites uh, yet, but you look at this rotation, there is a lot of experience here at the top. Kluber, Lance Lynn, Mike Miner. They added Kyle Gibson, another veteran guy, as their fourth starter. That's very solid for a team that is plus 1,600 to win the division, plus 650 to make the playoffs. I think there are enough bats here to stay competitive, especially if Joey Gallo was seeing the ball well. We'll talk about MVP candidates later, but mm-hmm. Gallo is one of my guys. The big question mark for me is the bullpen. Leclerc, Rafael Montero are fine in the late innings, but they have yeah. really nobody outside of that. That's what you're going to have. If you're betting the Rangers this year, just get ready for a lot of blown late leads because they're going to happen. Uh, 18 to one for the division over at FanDuel. Ooh, if you are better. interested at that. And then one of the things I think I am interested here is I think this team could be a 500 team, Brad. I think this team is 500 good and maybe even a game or two over 500 good. So if you take a look over here, uh, 28 and a half is what we're seeing and you can get the over at 110 and i'm i'm pretty feeling pretty good about that you know um feeling pretty good about taking the over on those games i mean like i think actually there might even be a better number over here on draftkings as well yeah the over is at 106 so minus 106 on over 28 and a half games look if if you get if you can get anything out of kluber if, if he can have any sort of resurgence whatsoever, I'm like you. I think that there's a lot of experience there in that rotation. Kluber kind of gets back on track a little bit. And then you look at the, the lineup with a lot of interesting bats, a lot of interesting prospects here in this, uh, for, for this team. And so for me, definitely, uh, definitely going to be making, definitely going to be making some of my, some of my betting tickets here. And uh, you know, look, it's a 500 team, in my opinion. I think we're getting a good price on the over here, especially over at DraftKings at, at 106. So uh, give me the over on that, and I'll make that an official play for me as well. Boom. Yeah, I like that too. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be betting Astros division, Rangers playoffs, Rangers over, I think, is the way I'm I looking like at this division. So yeah. Let's take a look here at the NL East with the NL East Braves, Nationals, Mets, Phillies, and Marlins. So other than the Marlins, which we are going to spend no time talking about, there we go. Throwing on that old Phillies helmet there. Little little props here. This is going to be, in my opinion, probably the most competitive division in in all of baseball this year. And so when you take a look here, it's reflected in the odds at DraftKings. Braves, 215 to win the division. Nationals, 250 to win the division. Mets 275 to win the division and the Phillies at 325. It is all clumped up together. You are looking at, listen to these win totals for all these teams. Hmm. Braves 33 and a half nationals, 33 and a half Mets, 32 and a half Phillies, 31 and a half. So again, 
it is all clumped together. It is all, all, all up in the air here. So Brett, let's look at this division as a whole here. Um, I don't see any advantage. I don't think in betting any of these teams to win the division. I don't know if you have a, a differing opinion on me, but uh, at these prices here, with it being so incredibly volatile, I don't think I'm getting the return on the volatility. The only thing I would look at, and this is just strictly a marketplace, since nobody is betting on the Nationals, for some reason, the defending champs getting no action. I like the Nationals the best out of this foursome, just because, again, you know, there's no money coming out of them, so you're probably getting a better price than yeah. some of these other teams. But that that's it. I, mean, I don't see a whole lot of difference between these four teams. I think the Phillies are the worst of the four. So I wouldn't touch them either. But the Nationals, I think, have the best chance of winning this division and winning the most games and getting to the playoffs. Yeah, if you look over here, uh, nothing nothing really separates any of the prices over on FanDuel either. So, I mean, it's not there's really nothing to, to point you in a direction if you like any of these. A uh, reminder for the Mets, no Noah Syndergaard this year for them. They will have DeGrom, who obviously is just go, is going to be a stud. We're, we're very aware of that. But uh, no Noah Syndergaard, so they are not going to have him in that lineup. That said, this Mets team, when you look at this lineup, is, is pretty solid, yeah. uh, like top to bottom here. When you take a look, I mean, McNeil, Alonzo, Conforto, J.D. Davis, if he's able to replicate what he did, Last year, Robinson Cano in the last half of, of last season. I mean, I know he's old and people don't really think about him anymore, but Brett, like Robinson Cano had a really good, like 70 game stretch to end the season last year. Cespedes, here's the big thing about this, might actually stay healthy because he didn't have to play the field. So, because he's just going to DH for, yeah. for the team. So, uh, you have him in the lineup. Then Nimmo, of course, is, is a guy that uh, can hit for average. A little bit of pop as well. Wilson Ramos, a nice little addition there. And then Ahmed Rosario closing out that lineup there. So, I, I, you know, this Mets team is is fairly interesting to me kind of overall here. But with these win totals all sitting at that 33, and a, they're going to be beating up on each other so much that I, nothing stands out to me as to as to whether I want to play an over and under on any of these teams. I'm with you. I think there's these teams are so even and I this isn't really I'm not going out on a limb saying this, but there there is going to be a log jam, not only in this division, but for playoff spots in the National League. There are yeah. so many teams that are just so close to each other. The and the central too. <laughs> They're all right there jumbled yeah. together. It's going to be fun to watch. And I think that's I'm just going to sit back and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the ride. Hopefully the Phillies will be in there with it, but I, I want nothing to do with this division. Same. I'm kind of punting on that one as well. Let's head to the central where I think there are some plays here, uh, at least something that I'm, a, I'm interested in a couple of different ways here. Um, all right. So looking at the central on the NL side here, the Cubs, Reds, Cardinals, Brewers, and Pirates. Now the Pirates are going to be pretty terrible. They are 70 to one to even win the division there, but uh, another division where we're seeing four pretty good teams, Cubs, 225, Reds, 230, Cardinals, 240, and then the Brewers coming in at 325. These win totals here, Brett, are kind of all jumbled up again as yep. well, like we saw in the East with the Brewers at 30 and a half, Cardinals at 32 and a half. You can find a 31 and a half over at FanDuel. The uh, 31 and a half over on the Reds and then 25 and a half on the Pirates if you have any interest in that. I think the team for me, and you and I talked a little bit about this, if we're going to embrace the variance, right? And if we're embracing the variance of what's going on here, this Reds team is kind of interesting, especially when you consider kind of how they're constructed 
Should they get hot playing in that little ballpark that they play in and all that? Um, you got Mustakas, you got Castellanos. Uh, there's just a lot to like here about this Reds team in a division where I'm not in love with the Cubs. I'm not in love with the Brewers. And of course the Pirates are going to be terrible. Um, I, I don't, I don't mind the Reds here. I liked them a few weeks ago when I can get a better price on them. Sure, they are, they sure. are trendy now. Now that people are starting to pay attention. I do have a, a World Series ticket, a small one on the Reds. I got them at 50 mm-hmm. to one at Fox bet that is dropped down to 25 to one. So I feel pretty good about that one. But yeah. I don't like the prices on them now. I think there's better value elsewhere in this division. Uh, but it's hard to know where. I mean, this could go any one of four ways. These teams are like exactly the same. Right. Yeah, Uh, I guess it is worth mentioning for the Cardinals, their closer, Jordan Hicks, has opted out of the season. So who will close there? Will it be Carlos Martinez? Will it be Ryan Helsley? Will it be uh, some of these other guys? I mean, it's kind of all up in the air there for what's going to go on with the Cardinals. But um, do any of the win totals jump out to you at all? Do you think that this Brewers team, I mean, it's basically saying that the Brewers are going to be a 500 team. I like the Brewers to be a 500 team. Me too. That's the one bet I do like here is the Brewers over. Um, I, yeah, again, I, just give me the lowest total because I think these yeah. all these teams are the same. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on, on the Brewers for sure. Yeah, I like the Brewers to be a 500 team. And so that's kind of the one bet in this division that I've been eyeing. I, too, got in on the Reds a little bit early, so I don't want to give a stale number. I mean, like, it's kind of I'm like you. I liked the Reds much more two weeks ago when they weren't as trendy and they weren't as hot as they are right now. And that's when I kind of got involved and and I'm with you that at these numbers where they sit right now, it's just a little tough to pull the trigger. If you, okay, so we like the Brewers. I don't love their price to win the division anywhere except Caesars. They're plus 450 at Caesars. Why are they plus 450 at Caesars? Yeah, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good look right yeah, there. Yeah, if you have access to Caesars, that's a bet I think you need in your account because that is mispriced and I don't know why. Maybe a lot of money coming in on and that's way off market as you can as you guys can see right here i mean like they're they're the highest you're seeing is about 325 for any for any of these other ones so i mean uh that is way 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 off market here for this for that brewers team so definitely take advantage of that the reds you know you said the the price fell reds getting all the money according to DraftKings, 57 percent of the handle coming in on this reds team so i think a lot of people like what we liked whenever we liked it a couple weeks ago but we don't necessarily like it as it sits right now. And uh, let's talk about the West here. There's nothing really to talk about other than the fact the Dodgers are going to win it. But, um, you know, I I guess the question comes in, do the Diamondbacks have enough to challenge for a play, uh, you know, a challenge for a wild card spot? Do the Padres have enough to challenge for a wild card spot? You were, yes, yes, guys, that number is correct on your screen. The Dodgers minus 715 at DraftKings to win the West, but when you look at this roster, uh, there's just no denying what's going on here. I mean, it's just it, Betts, Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, Seeger, Peterson, Will Smith. I mean, like there's just it's it's endless the the talent here that you're getting with this Dodgers team, and then of course the the pitching staff as well with Kershaw and Bueller and your Urias and and Alex Wood and all that. Um, I don't. I, 
I would like to make a case for the Diamondbacks. I think that they're probably going to be better than people think. I like this roster pretty decent here with with the two Martes. And, and I think Peralta is kind of one of those underrated players just because he's not incredibly sexy. And, you know, Lamb, we've seen perform before and all that. But, Brett, they don't have the firepower to take down the Dodgers. And so I, it, would, it, would be me be, it would be me making a case for them just for the sake of making a case. And then at the end going, yeah, but I'm not going to bet that. So I'm not going to waste people's time. Same. Same. You're probably yeah. not going to get great value on the Dodgers at minus 715, but I don't love any of these other teams either. I guess the Padres are a team I do like coming into the season. I think that a lot of young talent here, Manny Machado, I'm expecting big things out of this year. It's such a talented player. We haven't really seen it with him in San Diego yet. And they got Chris Paddock, who is probably the next big stud pitcher in the National League. So there are pieces that I like with this team, but they don't have enough to do it yeah. even as even in a 60 game season and i'm all for like chaos chaos yeah. in in like taking some of these long shots but not not in this division the dodgers no. are just too good and not against that team yeah just not against not against that team um i will say this the only other note for me is um i think the giants might be top to bottom the worst team in be. all of baseball so i took i bet against them i would I'd probably bet against them again if I could. The problem is, is that that win total is sitting here at 25 and a half. And now the under the best under you can get is, is juiced all the way to 140 over at Fox wow. bet. I still don't know if that's a bad price on this team. Guys, look, no Buster Posey. They have they have like young prospects that like they know they're going to suck so bad this year that they're not even going to start the clock on these prospects. So they're like. They're going to play a bunch of retreads, which is basically what we're looking at here. I mean, listen, Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, Alex Dickerson, Hunter Pence, Brandon Crawford. It's all old dudes that all are going to hit 240 to 260 and are all going to hit like four or five home runs. It's just like it's it's a bad lineup. And then Cueto, Samarja, Gosman, Drew Smiley, like it's a bunch of old past their prime pitchers that are going to go and, and give up a bunch of home runs. Like Brett, I think the giants could be the worst team in all the major leagues. I feel like Brandon Belt and Crawford have been playing with that team since <laughs> like bonds was there. And like, even going back to like bat Williams and Robbie Thompson, like Brandon Belt was on that team. Like That's all the, yeah, I know. They haven't changed that position at all. It's like, I know. I, yeah, th- this team is going to be so bad. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. And so, again, the best you can find on the under of 25 and a half is, is 140 right now at Fox Bet. But, again, if depending on how your bankroll looks, I do not hate that bet at all. I, I, I got to be honest here. So uh, let's take a look real quick at some other bets you can make before we get out of here. Uh, World Series, of course, is going to be a popular bet. If you want to take a look at it over here at DraftKings, no surprise, Dodgers and Yankees coming in as the overwhelming favorites. Now. Brett, this is how I would go about this, and I want your opinion here. Uh, Look, I think we both agree that the AL is much deeper than the NL when it comes to, like, elite teams. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you and I would both agree that in any given scenario, the Yankees, the Astros, the Rays, and the Twins would be considered elite teams. And probably are better than any team in the NL other than the Dodgers. Agree. Probably. Fully agree. So, I don't see a I don't see a ton of value in taking a long shot 
on an AL team because you are going to have to beat the Yankees, the Astros, the Rays, and the Twins. Like It's just a much, much harder path, in my opinion. So if I was going to take a long shot in the World Series, I would just at least... The only advice I would give you guys if you want to do this is would be to take a National League team because at least at that point, you only really have to get through one killer, which is going to be the Dodgers, as opposed to having to get through four different killers, which is what you're going to get on the AL side. Right on. I think that's a, a great process to take into. If you're going to place futures bet on a long shot, I think it has to be a National League team. Yeah, it's just it's going to be way too hard for any of these teams to come out of nowhere and be able to get through the Twins, the Rays, the Yankees, and the Astros. Just, it's just for me, I can't see that that going down here. So as that goes, you and I mentioned we both got on the Reds early. So mm-hmm. 25 to 1 right now isn't necessarily as appealing that if you're looking right here on your screen, which is what we've got going on. Um, any of these other ones that that at all that, that could possibly that you might want to that you might want to get in your count. Like I said, I, I kind of like the Padres and I kind of like the Diamondbacks. And could they squeeze into one of those wild card spots? Is there any chance in the world they get past the Dodgers? I mean, look, we saw the Dodgers get beat last year, right? So, I mean, like it, it, anything can happen once you kind of get into one of these short uh, series. So, I mean, there's 45 to one and 50 to one on the Padres and the Diamondbacks, maybe that would be the only way you'd get me to, to go after one of these longer teams. I, yeah, I bet the Padres back in February. So I have a pot. Okay. Here's a question. I bet some of these futures pre COVID that are still open. I bet Padres world series, which I guess, I guess makes sense. Yeah. But I bet like most home runs on Soto and Jordan Alvarez that are still open. The book hasn't voided those bets, which I found weird. Huh. Is that normal? I mean, I guess because the, I mean, I guess because that bet is still technically available, you know? Yeah, so, it is. I mean, I feel pretty good about it because those are two long, two longer shots and yeah, their yeah, prices no. are, are dropped. But yeah, I found that interesting. But yeah, I do have a Padres ticket that is apparently still open at 50 to one, which is mm-hmm. right around where they're priced right now. Um, That's about it. I, yeah. I guess maybe the Brewers, you can get 40 to one at Fox bet would be the place to bet yeah. the Brewers. Other than that, I don't see a whole lot here. Same with me. Uh, let's let's head over to AL MVP. And uh, this is pretty easy. My advice right here, Mike Trout is sitting at two to one. Do not bet on Mike Trout as far as the, as the MVP goes, guys. Like I said, I mean, he's pretty much made it known that he is going to go for the birth of his child. And if that's the case, he has to be quarantined for 14 days, which means he's going to miss about 9, 10, 11 games, depending on which stretch of the season that that it's in. And when you're talking about missing that type of hunk of the season, Brad, I mean, the counting stats alone just aren't going to be there for him to win the MVP. So all I can say from the AL side, immediately scratch off Trout and then start going from there. Absolutely. And that opens up some value because Mike Mm -hmm. Trout is plus 125 at Fox, but why? (laughs) Why? who's betting that i know there are people who are betting that thinking that it's like a sharp bet i'm like like guys listen to the guy talk like he is all but said i'm leaving when my kid gets born like he is all but said it out loud so i mean i i don't know i i i can't imagine doing that so here's where i'm gonna need you to talk me off a ledge talk me off of nelson cruz at 125 to one 125 to one 
one of the most consistent hitters in all of baseball over the last decade. And we are talking about a 60 game sprint. Are you telling me that there is not a case to be made for a guy that gets a ton of games against the Royals and a ton of games against the Tigers for him to maybe hit 20 home runs in 60 games, knock in a bunch of runs and whatever. Like he could hit easily hit over 300 in a stacked lineup. I don't know, man. You tell you tell me. You 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 tell me where why at 125 that I I should be off of Nelson Cruz. Uh oh, 125. I'm seeing 100 to one at DraftKings now. 120. Oh, they heard, did he? They heard you moved. Oh my God, they heard. They this they isn't even you. live. And like, oh man, they 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 heard me. But st- even then, then okay. Even still, even oh, then, wait, 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 wait. 125 at FoxBet. So there is okay. a number out there. There so you it, go. So it's still available. All right. I can't. So there we I can't go. talk you. I can't talk you off that. I love the Twins just as much as you do, and he is their best hitter. So why not? What other Twins I, do we see on here? We see Polanco at 80 to one. We see Buxton 100. Kepler. They're all. They're all there together. Yeah. And I mean, like, guys, I, I'm highlighting. I'm highlighting it again just to drive this home here on your screen. If you're watching on YouTube, like, he is going to be hitting third in a lineup with Kepler and Polanco in front of him, and then Donaldson behind him so when he gets on base he's going to get knocked in as well so he's going to score a bunch of runs he's going to knock in a bunch of runs he's going to hit a bunch of home runs and he plays a higher percentage of his games against crappy teams this year in the Royals and the Tigers um Brett you're for me man this is just uh and he picks up games against the Pirates as well because of that whole kind of super central thing would they give a MVP to a DH. What does he have to do from like what is that's why I think that this is weird. That's why I think that this is like a weird scenario this year where like a DH or a pitcher or like what you know, like like a a closer, maybe even or whatever, or something like that, like could could possibly win these these awards because we're not going to see the typical types of seasons out of people. And so, like, even the guy being a DH. If he if he hits 330 with 21 home runs in 60 games and whatever, like they're just not going to be able to avoid giving him the award where over the course of 162 games, they might be like, yeah, he did that. But like this guy's really, really close. But and he plays, you know, and he plays in the field there. If 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 Nelson Cruz hits 330 with 21 home runs, like there's not going to be another person hit 330 with 21 home runs. So like he would be the very best bat in all of the league. So I don't know, again, just at hundred to one, it seems like a, a nice little ticket to have like, you know, whatever, a $20 in the, in your, in your account yeah. or something like that. I don't hate it. Uh, over on the NL side, I want to ask your opinion here before, I mean, we see a ton of, and I'll, I'm scrolling down to the lineup just so that you guys can take a look at that before I, I flip over to the odds here. But you look at this lineup here for the Dodgers, you see how incredibly stacked it is. And then you flip over here to the odds of the NL MVP. And then you see it right at the top bets and Bellinger <laughs> right there at the top, as far as uh, plus five and a half and seven to one on those two guys to win the NL MVP bread. I mean, do you have any concern a team that is a seven a minus seven fifteen favorite to win their division will will rest any of these stud players of theirs because they can and and like they don't need to roll them out there you know and risk sort of anything with these guys like 
I don't know. I think it's at least on the table in a season like this where maybe bets and bell, especially as deep and as loaded as this Dodgers team is that you see some days off for these guys down the stretch. If they're up an, an insurmountable lead, maybe it's hard to imagine teams resting their top players in a short season, but the Dodgers are, they are deep enough to where they might be able to do that. Give bets a, you know, a Sunday off or Bellinger a Sunday off that kind of thing. Maybe I would not bank on that. If that's like, if that's leaning, leaning you off one of these two guys to win MVP, I don't, I don't think that's predictive. Yeah. I'll tell you where I am landing and that's over here on Fox bet. If you click over here on Fox bet, and then you kind of go to these uh, MLB awards and click on the national league awards and then hit the old MVP here. Give me some Pete Alonzo here at 33 to one. And I'll tell you why, Brett. And we talked about how competitive we expect that division to be. So when you have four really good teams in a division, like we talked about, if the Mets are going to come out of that division and beat the Braves and beat the Nationals and beat the Phillies, you have to assume that one of their big boppers is probably having a massive season. And that's likely to be Pete Alonso. And at 33 to one for him to win the MVP, I think, I think that's a little bit disrespectful for a dude that would be the heart and soul of a team making a run out of the National League. He is the face of the team. He's the most likely to win the award for sure. But I can get double the odds on Jeff McNeil, who I think is a better player. I just think, I feel like you're paying more to get Alonzo. Nobody's betting Jeff McNeil to win MVP. For me, it's a price thing. I think McNeil's a better player, so I would probably lean more on McNeil, but I totally get it. Like if the Mets, if the Mets win the division and Alonzo hits 18 home runs, right. he's way more likely to win it. Even if McNeil has a better season, they're just going to give it to Alonzo. Yeah, so uh, I, I did put that one in the old account there, um, and, and that was my reasoning behind it. So by all means, if you if you like that reasoning here, but in a competitive division with a team that is going to 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 get, I mean, you can see, I mean, Acuna is nine to one. I'm not betting Acuna at, at nine to one. There's just no way. No. But you're going to give me a guy that is the Acuna of the other team and you're, I'm getting 33 to one on him, then that's going to be kind of where my, my money's going to go, especially in a season like this, as we keep mentioning, kind of like over and over and over again. Um, Brett, outside of that, I mean, let's talk, I mean, we'll do real quick on the Cy Young. I don't know if you have any strong opinions on the Cy Young. I mean, I guess my only strong opinion to people out there is I keep saying over and over again is just embrace the variance here. And I love Jacob deGrom. I don't wish for him to get hurt. I think if he stays healthy, he probably does win another Cy Young. But the problem is, is in a 60-game season, one blister or one whatever that cost you a start or two could to, could derail your, your, your Cy Young chances altogether. So for me, I'm not looking at these short odds guys really at all. And so if anything, I would be looking much, much deeper into the player pool here. And we talked about even relievers. I mean, Hader comes in at 50 to one for a Brewers team that, again, probably going to be blowing teams out. So Hader could get a lot of saves even in a 60 game season. 
I'm leaning more into this weird area than I am at the top here, just because, again, you miss one or two starts and it probably is all over for you. I'm with you. I was looking at Hater too, and it's not just saves. They're going to throw him into every high leverage situation they can because they can afford to. It's a short season. They're mm. going to run this guy into the ground. So he's going to be he's going to be their savior, really, in, in a lot of these games and important games, especially down the stretch. And I think the I think the Brewers are going to be in it. So Hater could be the guy who sneaks up on people and wins that signing award out of the bullpen. I think he's the only guy who could do that, really, in the National League. So he'd be the only guy I really look at. Uh, from the closer role to win the Cy Young. I, we talked about Paddock yeah. as a possibility. He's 33 to 1. But I'm with you. I, I am not, I'm not paying a price on some of these top guys. As good as DeGrom and Scherzer are, I'm, I just I can't do it when you, know, you, no. you just don't know what's going to happen over 60 games. And, and Bueller, the workload thing is already a concern with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to be doing that at 8 to 1 either. Over on the AL side, Garrett Cole plus 275. I'm keeping with my same deal, even though I will say it's likely to be, if Cole stays healthy, it is likely to be Garrett Cole. We, do, we don't think that the Yankees are necessarily going to run away with that division, so I don't see him getting limited innings. I can see him being kind of the workhorse there for them all the way down the stretch. That being said, again, I just can't pay, I, I, you know, two, 2.75 to 1 on a, a bet where, again, you miss one start, you might be out of the whole thing here. So for me, Brett, I'm, I'm not on Cole. I'm not on Verlander. I'm not on Bieber. I'm not on Snell. I'm not on any of those guys. Like you are going to find me more in this area way kind of down here where I think that there's some of these weird, some of these weird guys down here. I think like, you know, maybe it's a Paxton, like maybe Cole gets hurt and it's a Paxton that like leads that, that that leads that pitching staff or something. And you're going to give me 40 to one on him or something like I would be looking more towards that, but I'll admit I don't have a single AL Cy Young award bet in my account. I don't like any of these. I will not have a Cy Young award in my account either. I I'm sorry. I'm already so exposed to these raised pitchers that I just, I don't need any action on Cy Young. Like if these guys do well, then my bets, my bets hit. So (laughs) that's fine with me. I don't need it. Yeah, it is. I don't, none of these prices really jump off the page to me really at all. So that's uh, I know that's probably not what people are listening to hear that we don't have any bets in our account, but Hey, I'd rather tell you the the truth here than like just, just pump you something just because just to hear our head rattle, right? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, A couple of other bets here before we get out of here, guys, we do appreciate you being with us on this uh, full preview this long podcast and a video if you're watching here on YouTube uh, shake up in the rookie of the year so we just want to make this out put this out there if you happen to catch this and you weren't able to catch the news but Gavin Lux has actually been optioned to the taxi squad for the Dodgers yeah what a luxury if you're you're so deep that you're going to send a guy that literally might be a top 50 player in all the game down to the taxi squad so if you have a bet on Lux to win rookie of the year just know that that thing is in real real trouble because um, he is down with the taxi squad here. So if you want to get some other bets down in some of these other rookie of the year, you might want to look at that. I mean, I explained three other ones that I had in my account in a video from a few weeks ago. Those prices really aren't still available, but uh, it does look like Carter Keboom's going to get a starting position there, Brett, for the Nationals. And a guy that's just a, you know, a massive, massive, huge prospect there. And every day at bats for a team that we expect to be pretty damn good and, and score some runs and 
different things like that. Um, maybe if you're looking for an alternative, if you're, if you want to hedge off of, of Gavin Lux, because you, you're too heavily invested and he is not going to start the year with the team, uh, key boom is at least definitely going to be there. Yeah, that's a tough one for the Lux ticket holders. Uh, I'm looking here at DraftKings, and they took NL Rookie of the Year off the board. So I'd have to, yeah, of course they did. to, to look and see. But um, yeah, just so many question marks this year. I don't know when these guys are going to get called up. Some of the guys will start immediately. But maybe like Sutsugo for the Rays, he's expected to get a lot of playing time right away. And if... If the Rays are where I think they're going to be, they're going to need some of these younger guys to hit the baseball well because they don't have that lineup that kind of like scares the life out of you. So maybe Tsutsugo in the American League. I don't I, I don't have anything in the National League, though. Yeah, on the American League side, I mean, look, if Luis Robert does what he did in the minors, he's going to win it. But I yep. mean, like, but but, you know, we've seen rookies surefire rookies before who have not uh, performed in their first seasons here. So um, yeah, definitely uh, we, like you say, you at least know Sugo is going to get at bats, right? I mean, yeah. in the, in the, in the heart of a lineup. So you can't say that about a lot of these other guys that are on the list here. The only other one I have guys, um, Kyle Schwarber, and this is for kind of like player. This is for, uh, for, for player futures. And this is for home run leader. Give me Kyle Schwarber at 50 to one. And I'll tell you why. If you look at this guy, he hit 38 home runs last year, as it was anyway. He is projected to hit cleanup in this lineup for this Cubs team that is going to be I like they're going to score some runs. They have some talent on that team here. Remember this. The addition of the DH means that Schwarber's going to play every single day and he doesn't have to worry about being out in the field because everybody knows he's like the worst fielder in the history of Major League Baseball. So the dude is not going to have to worry about catching the ball anymore, Brett. All he has to do is worry about stepping in the box and smashing. He gets the Pirates, the Brewers, the Royals, the Tigers, all of that with that super central division there. Uh, if you want a long shot guy that you can kind of root for throughout the course of the season, uh, 50 to one on Kyle Schwarber is in my account. So this is a DraftKings, a Camby book. My local Buffalo book is a Camby book. I'm just making sure I can get 50 to one as well. Cause I don't know why Schwarber is 50 to one. That doesn't make any sense. He's yeah, the same it, price it, as Luis Robert and Francisco Lindor. Why? Right, right. <laughs> I know there, it's like the, the, the price is all sorts of out of whack. And like, there's just like, no, you know, Robert is like, projected to hit eight or ninth in that lineup. And like Schwarber's literally going to be hitting cleanup in a lineup with a ton of talent around him and stuff. And so 50 to one for me uh, was a pretty good, you know, again, for a dude that we know can hit bombs and now doesn't have to play the field. Like he can just go in there and all he has to worry about is hitting. He doesn't have to worry about like missing all the balls in the outfield like he does all the time. So yeah, there he is, 50 um, to one. I'm definitely getting that one in my account. So thank you for that one. I'll tell you. Yeah, the, uh, really, really do like that one. That one's in my account. And other than that, I don't really have any strong feelings because I think anything can happen. So I wanted to take a long shot. I wanted to get take a guy that I think has a, a real chance of getting there. And so uh, that's where I am on that. Are there any other bets that are in your account before we let people go? I think I... I think I hit all of them. The other one I was looking at was Austin Meadow. Oh, there's a Joey Gallo AL MVP. I love that one because I do like the Rangers a lot. The other one I was looking at was Austin Meadows AL MVP. But now that mm -hmm. he's tested positive for COVID, he's probably going to miss some time. So I'm off of that one. But 
You can That's see it. your guys on the screen, short season specials. So, I mean, there's lots of uh, over at DraftKings. If you do want to play in any of these, you know, any player to hit 20 home runs, any pitcher to record 100 strikeouts, will anybody throw a no-hitter, like things like that. You can bet on all those if you just want to have some fun bets in your account to be sweating throughout the course of the season as well. And, of course, you can see here, game lines, they are listed. So you've got game lines that are already ready to go because we are going to have baseball here in just a few days, Brad, I know you're excited. I'm excited, ready to get things going here and uh, feel pretty good about some of the bets we have in our account. No doubt about it. Go Rays. That's all. Go Rays. Go. All <laughs> I'm these so other guys. invested in the Rays this year. It's going to make <laughs> it a fun. It's going to make it a fun watch. Fingers crossed that we can get through 60 games, guys. Yeah. We do appreciate you being with us here on the podcast each and every week. And again, if you want to follow Brett at Brett Colson, I'm at Matt Brown M2 at the Lions US on Twitter machine. If you want to follow just the main account and of course, all the previews and everything that we're talking about, you can find over just at the website as well, thelines.com. For Brett, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week.